There was uh, two men standing out in the foyer of the church talking about what they were going to buy their wife for Christmas this year. Well, the one guy said, you know what? I'm just going to wrap myself up as a present and give myself to my wife. Well, the other guy said, yep, I ain't giving my wife much either. (laughs) So are you ready for Christmas? The secular world's been ready for a long time. You receive Christmas catalogs and all kinds of stuff in the mail. That started a long time ago. You see Christmas decorations up before Halloween. You see Christmas commercials and Christmas movies well before Halloween. I can tell you I'm a Hallmark Christmas movie junkie, so I watch Christmas in July. The world's ready for Christmas, but I don't think the world is prepared for Christmas. The world's ready for us to storm their stores, spend our money. After all, there's only 19 shopping days until Christmas. But the world's not prepared for the one who comes to bring peace on earth. Two thousand years ago, the same could be said for the people of Israel. They were ready for a Messiah, but they weren't prepared for Jesus. The Jewish world was ready for a revolutionary leader, but they were not prepared for a Redeemer. Today, we're going to go back and look at a story in the life of a man who was waiting for a Messiah and note how God prepared him for a Savior. His name is Zechariah, and Luke's gospel gives a snapshot of his life. So if you want to turn to Luke 1, starting in verse 5, we're going to go through that story this morning. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Luke begins the account telling us that Zechariah lived in the time of Herod the Great. This was one of the darkest times in Israel's history. Herod was placed on the throne not by royal succession, Not as a descendant of David. Rather, Herod was on the throne because the Romans had appointed him a puppet king. Not only was he a puppet king for Rome, he had no religious convictions. And so the act of worship had become empty and a form of rituals and ceremonies with very little meaning to the people of God. Yet in the midst of this spiritual darkness... There were a group of priests devoted to God who longed for the coming Messiah. Zechariah, he was one of those priests. Zechariah was described as upright in the sight of God, observing all of the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. Yet there was a problem. His wife was barren. He and his wife were childless. In the Old Testament, to be without children was viewed as a sign of God's displeasure. 
Every Jewish family had hoped for a son who would be the deliverer, the Messiah King. So to be childless meant you were out of God's divine plan. Not only were they childless, verse 7 tells us they were both very old. Childbirth opportunities had passed them by. Maybe you can identify with Zachariah and Elizabeth. This couple was disappointed because of the plight of childlessness. Maybe this Christmas you're facing your own disappointments as well. So if you can identify with the disappointment of this couple, and if I, I hope you can also learn from their example. Despite disappointments, they faithfully served God. They were barren, supposedly outside of God's plan, but they never gave in to bitterness. Our pain may not be the absence of children, but there are many things that bring disappointments to our life. Maybe this Christmas a loved one will not be with you because of death. Maybe you have experienced financial pressures or a strained relationship. Maybe you're dealing with doubt, fear, and worry as Christmas approaches. God never guarantees a life without pain or disappointments. And we have two options. We can become bitter or we can become better. Bitterness brings forth anger and frustration, robbing us of the joy of life. But we can become better by trusting and depending on God to find our fulfillment. Though Zachariah was disappointed, he was not bitter. He remained faithful in spite of his circumstances. This Christmas, you can be prepared for the season if you focus on God and not your circumstances. Focusing on God will make us better. Focusing on circumstances can make us bitter. Because Zechariah was focused on God, an amazing thing happened. Let's go to verse 8. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for burning the incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Incense was burned in the temple twice daily. When the people saw the incense, they prayed, and the smoke drifting heavenward symbolized their prayers ascending to God's throne. There were about 24,000 priests during this time, divided into 24 groups of 1,000, as instructed by David in First Chronicles. The day would begin with the elders calling the people to worship. The temple doors would swing open, and the musicians would sound three notes from a silver trumpet. Two assistants would enter into the holy place, clean the altar, and place new coals on the altar. At the point Zechariah would enter the holy place, taking the incense, he would then light it from the fresh coals, and as the smoke rose in the holy place, it symbolized the prayers of God's people going before God himself. Outside, all the people would be face down in silent worship. At the supreme hour of this priest's life, 
As the smoke rose throughout the room, an angel of the Lord shows up. Verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. To turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of righteousness. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. This son, John, is to be John the Baptist. John means the Lord is gracious. For 450 years, God was silent. Not since the days of the prophet Malachi had Israel heard a word from God. And now here is the aged priest leading people in worship. And God sends an angel with a new revelation. When the angel appeared, Zechariah was faced with many emotions. Obviously, he was afraid. It was believed in the Old Testament, if you saw God, you would die. He had lived for the moment of leading the worship, and now he is fearful he is about to die. But the angel tells him, don't be afraid, because his prayers had been answered. Imagine the faith of this man. His wife is barren. They are long past the age of having children. But he continues to pray. Maybe he recalled the story of Abraham. He was aged and God gave him a son, Isaac. Zechariah knew what people of faith know. God is not bound by circumstances. God does not need the right condition or the right formula for him to work a miracle. Too many people try to put God in a box. But God is too great and his plans are too vast to be pigeonholed into a nice formula or pattern. While God does not need anything to perform a miracle, he desires people who are willing to be used by him. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to him. When God finds people who are committed to him, He's ready to unleash the power of heaven to accomplish his purpose. That is exactly what he was doing with Zechariah. Here was a man who sought to be blameless, upright, and keeping all of God's commandments. And how is he rewarded? Your prayer has been heard. Important to note that he was rewarded on God's timetable, not his own. We are not told why Elizabeth was barren. Imagine all the times she went to baby showers, all the times of celebrating new births, and yet she was barren. Her disappointment caused her and her husband to pray, and pray they did. And then the day came when she knew it was no longer humanly possible to conceive, yet she continued to pray. Then one day, when they least expected it, God showed up. 
The angel's announcement to Zechariah should remind us the words of Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you call, will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. This year, as you prepare for Christmas, I hope you will seek out the greatest gift. And friends, you don't find it in a store, and you don't find it underneath a Christmas tree. Rather, the greatest gift is to seek God this Christmas, for he is waiting to listen to you. Not only was Zachariah to be blessed with a son, this would be a special child. Verse 14 to 17 says, He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. While it was the dream of every family to have a son who would be the Messiah, Zachariah's son was to be the forerunner to prepare everyone for the arrival of the Messiah. After John was born, Elizabeth would say, He has shown his favor. And taken away my disgrace among the people. While the world's tried to make this a time of winter holidays with a focus on gifts and excess, 2,000 years ago, God was preparing us to meet him once again by sending a John as a forerunner, preparing us for the day when we would see Jesus. Having heard the news he was to have a son, Zachariah's first response is not one of joy, but one of doubt. Verse 18. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed times. Okay, quick poll here. I don't, not to raise any hands, but how many women would love if their husband couldn't talk for nine months? <laughs> but a quick lesson that we learned from this is this. Unbelief always carries with it serious consequences. Because Zachariah refused to believe, the angel silenced him for nine months. He was speechless. Maybe you're facing some doubts this Christmas. Maybe you're faced with some uncertainty in the job market, medical tests on the horizon, causing you some anxiety. God was faithful. Scripture tells us Zachariah went home, Elizabeth became pregnant, and nine months later, John was born. Zachariah and Elizabeth could rejoice because God was faithful. He answered their prayers. He was using them to prepare the world for Christmas. What does the account of Zechariah and Elizabeth teach us about preparing for Christmas? Circumstances do not determine our faithfulness. If you don't get anything out of this message today, remember that. Your circumstances do not determine your faithfulness. This year, your circumstances may not be perfect for you to celebrate Christmas, but that doesn't mean we are to throw in the towel when it comes to trusting God. We are called to be faithful, even if it's difficult. 
First Peter four nineteen. So those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Oftentimes, God uses our difficulties to shine the light on his power. While we focus on the joy of the holidays, we must be honest. There's many people that are suffering during this time of year. Their suffering can turn to bitterness, but God doesn't want us to be bitter. Rather, he would have us trust him during our difficult times. Are you ready for Christmas? Have you made your list? Got all your dates in line? While it's great to be ready for Christmas, it's more important that you are prepared for Christmas. Preparing ourselves to celebrate the greatest gift ever given. Jesus, the Messiah, the King, the Redeemer, our Savior. Be prepared by being faithful regardless of your circumstances. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today giving all praise and glory to your name. This time that we celebrate the birth of your son, let us remember back, but then we look forward to the time when we shall meet again. Let us all have a heart where we are always faithful, regardless of the circumstances that we may be in. You never promised us that life would be easy. And as a follower of Christ, life is even harder. But give us strength and give us your grace and your wisdom. All these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.